Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like expanding capacity for biodiesel in Washington state and reducing operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. Can we get that in a song like Business Life Retirement? Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babes outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a dope party, step to, step to, step to, step to. Step to. Step two. No, I never heard. Tim Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a while since since we said welcome back to another edition of the Mavs Outsides podcast. Uh, we've been gone for like two weeks, man. Probably has it been two weeks or three? Let's just say two weeks. Yeah, the last episode on the Patreon was like the sixteenth. That was too about the podcast feed. That 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 was okay. Let's see. Two weeks ago, yeah, almost a full two weeks ago. Uh, um, uh, unless in case you've forgotten since we've been gone so long, I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, MFR25 on Twitter or X, whatever you fancy. Joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs at Bibbs Corner on Twitter or X whatever you fancy 
bibscorner.com for all of your Bibs Corner content. Uh, let's just let, 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 let's just get it out the way first. Let the people know why we've been gone. Uh, a multitude of things. Um, <clears throat> the very first week we were gone, if you guys remember correctly, I mentioned that was the week of the uh, 15th, which was on a Wednesday. Um, that the 13th, Monday, I went to Monday Night Raw with my girlfriend. It's gone all night. Um, that Wednesday, I went to the Mavs game in DC. It's gone all night. Uh, those other days, our schedules conflicted so much we couldn't really get it together. And by the time after Wednesday came, it was like Thursday, Friday. We're like, the NBA part is out, but we haven't done a Mavs part, and it's already, the, huh? I had the flu. No, no, no. I was the next week. I'm talking about the week I went to the Mavs game. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. It was already so late in the week. We was like, you know what? We might as well wait till this weekend and, and just do the uh, do the podcast. But like you said, then you got sick. You got the flu. Uh, I'm sure. Do you want to tell the people that you're feeling better now or whatnot? I mean, I, mean, I was feeling better. <clears throat> Damn. Something at the Thanksgiving dinner wasn't hitting right. Oh, it's crazy. Everything tasted fine. It it went down smooth. Everything was fine. But Friday, or actually, so we didn't. We had Thanksgiving on Saturday. First of all, um, a couple family members. My family actually came down from Delaware to us, which has never occurred. Was it a reason y'all had it on Saturday? Like, could not yeah. everybody not get together on Thursday? Or? Because family was coming down, a couple people couldn't get off work. Okay. So instead of them not being able to make it, we said, hey, let's just do it on Saturday. Like, we all going to be off that weekend. Let's just do it on Saturday. It'll make travel easier, all that. So we decided to do it on Saturday. <clears throat> and so we had the dinner Saturday, Sunday morning. Yeah, I guess that's yesterday. Sunday morning, I woke up and thought I was going, you know, let let out a little little post Thanksgiving for you know, kind of, kind of light it up, put it in the air, if you will. And as I began to release, I realized someone right, someone right. And if I did follow through on the mission, I was probably going to need a new mattress. <laughs> so. So rather than release these deadly toxins all over my sheets, I ran to the bathroom and I was right. And we just gonna leave it at that. Um, there was not one round. There were multiple rounds, ammunition, uh, multiple flushes. It was it was a bad situation for all involved. Now I was about to mention a product that I used that came in handy during this situation, but they don't sponsor me, so I'm not mentioning it right there. Nah, they ain't paying us, we ain't mentioning Not mentioning no products. But the product did come in handy, because I was sharing the bathroom with people. It could have been bad if they had to follow that Mm -hmm. apps, if you will, if I did not have this particular product. The product was very effective. Very effective. Ooh-wee. So anyway, so that 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 was the situation, and now the next day, I have the opposite problem. I went from loose to nothing. And so I still don't feel fantastic as we speak. You're constipated. Some along the line. I think I, I, I do fear. 
Okay. But there's not any, anything happening. I'm I'm very this is crazy right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Old to talk. Anyway, I mean <laughs> I'm very regular, right? Okay. Very consistent, no problems. So I went from the the runny loose joints to now it's just it feel like it got to happen, but it's not happening. And that's that's a problem for me. Um but we back. Hey, basketball. Hey, hoops. Yeah, all that good shit. Yay. Go Mavs. Um else. Yes. Rally uh, So yeah, we, we back now. Uh we, we back. Um and if you're a listener to the Mavs outsiders, obviously we look, we understand it's been two weeks. Y'all ain't got no Mavs content from us. To keep it a hundred, it's plenty of Mavs content out there for y'all to listen to. So before we get into the Mavs talk, we got to do our thing. Got some catching up to do. Mm. Have you finished Gen V? Yes. We hadn't finished Gen V at the last time we spoke? No. Yeah. Duh. I feel like I watched that thing a month ago. <laughs> we, we, I hadn't talked to you about Gen Probably because we were saving it for the Mavs part. That's right. That's right. It. That's what happened. Yeah. So... Last time we talked, you made it to the episode where Emma snuck into. Um, hey, hey, hold up. You're getting spoilers. Man, this shit been out for. Man, look. What's the rule? Hold up. What's the rule? Hell no. Nah, this is a TV show. The finale came out weeks ago. I, I, I don't. Hey, look. If you ain't watched Gen Feet yet, joke's on you, motherfucker. Okay? God damn it. Like, if you want to watch it, watch it. What's the hold up? November third. I right, it's, yeah, it's been awesome. Man. Yeah, three and a half weeks. Man, I ain't fuck out of it. Like I said last time we talked, the last episode you was on was when Emma broke into Sam's uh cell, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So I think I remember talking about with you. That was episode three. Yes, I think. Okay. So from episode four to episode eight, let's let's hear what you got to uh, what you got to say. So first of all, Tech Night was fire. Uh, I was feeling the Tech Night storyline. It's an interesting little twist <clears throat> from the show, like something deeper than they usually do. Everything's been mostly surface level, obvious jokes and rec- and references, but like the Tech Night thing was fire. Like <laughs> I think I referenced like one of the first animes I ever watched was uh, Case Closed. Like I'm really into like the detective, the detective stuff. Like Psych was a show I used to watch mm. uh, back in the day. Like I, I'm real into the people that like pick up, perceive things, and notice things. Because I feel like I ain't gonna say I got no special talents and all, but I I observe well. And so while I see like a character that has like enhanced perception abilities. Like that's fire to me. I don't know. I always enjoy it. I've never seen that in a show and not liked it. So Tech Knight was fire. I definitely enjoy his little storyline or whatever. Um, <clears throat> when is it Emma? Is it not Emma? Who's the chick with the hands? Kate. Is it Kate? Yeah. When Kate Kate started tripping, I was upset because I actually genuinely didn't hate her for a while. I thought she was cool. Thought she was down with the squad. I thought I thought she had a story that was worth telling. But then she was an op. Then she was an op. And she was a very dangerous op. Uh, when she had them people trapped in her brain, 
I was terrified. I didn't know what the hell was about to happen. The soldier boy came to you. Soldier, <laughs> what was the point? Like, come on, son. <laughs> Just the apples, they had nothing to do, and they said, Knock, knock, who's there? Go fuck your face. That's my shit. That's my face. <laughs> He just popped up. He it, that was an interesting little cameo. I was surprised when they killed the dude, the random dude in her brain. That was I was like, so is he dead for real? Like, I'm pretty sure he gone. They, they oh, nah, he, he ain't even like Kate. He wasn't a student anymore, was he? I don't think so. Is that the kid that wasn't a student anymore? No. Yeah, they say he was an adult, but he was still like had throwing parties for all the students and stuff. He still looked like a kid, but he was an adult. Yeah. yeah. But they they just murked him off and nobody gave a damn, apparently. So that was interesting. I guess just to show that you could die in her brain if you wasn't careful. Um, by the end, I was, uh, I don't know why I was surprised. Like in my head, you know, I, I get you get comfortable watching shows and expecting things to go a certain way. At the end, when your boy Homelander showed up and rewrote history. And made the two Aryan characters the heroes. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the boys. And where we left our our people we actually do like. Um I all right, let's do this. First of all, it threw me off when I realized that she had the same powers as the politician chick. Yeah, that threw me off too. Because I knew she didn't understand her powers fully. Yeah. But because we'd only seen the other, as far as I recall, we'd only seen the other chick pop heads. Yeah, that's it. That's all she does. It didn't. That's all we've seen her do. Right. So it didn't strike me that she had other abilities along with that. And so now, in my mind, she's stronger than we realized. Popping heads is cool or whatever, but like she can smell stuff in people's blood and stuff like that, and she can yeah. manipulate blood like that. Which means she's been stronger than we've realized this whole time, right? Like she's she's head popping is dangerous, of course, very dangerous. But she's I, resorting to popping heads when she could literally just stop somebody's heart if she. I'm wants. saying like I don't know why she got to be so graphic about it and yeah. evidence everywhere, but you know I guess that's cinematic. I don't, I don't know. Um so that's scary, but now now we might be able to have a good person that can do the same thing. Um, do you think that that team could work with Billy Butcher and them? Would Billy Butcher work with them? Absolutely not. You don't think so? Fuck you no. Trust trust he, they're soups. He does not want to soup. Because he took the shit. That's it. Also, what make him different? He a hypocrite. Hypocrite. Yeah, he's also a drug addict to that shit, but he's not going to work with them. Kids at that, he's not going to work with them. How do, how do, so they said that the um the show Gen V is going to lead directly into the boys. I assume that there's going to be some type of mission to free these kids or something. I don't think so. Leading on freedom themselves? I think we don't, if we see those kids in the boys season four, I don't think we see them to the end of the season. Okay, so how does it lead directly into the next season? Is that Homelander going to be talking about what happened at the college? Like, how? What, what do you that that disease? Mm. That yeah. disease for sure. Oh, the the politician lady has it, right? Yeah, and obviously Billy Butcher was in a post credit scene, and he was in the woods. So, 
he he know what however that's gonna play into it, but okay. yeah. Okay. We might see Kate and Sam. I was gonna say Kate and Sam probably are gonna be like the face of something. Homelander's gonna they be might be uh in, I was gonna say they might be in the seven, but Kate has one fucking arm now. I was wondering how they were gonna do that too, but as it looked like she did still have one arm in the at the end. And they didn't they didn't like heal it or anything. I guess she wouldn't have healing powers, but if she only needs one hand to do what she does. Yeah, sure. Um otherwise, I mean, I enjoyed the ride. It was fun. Gotta expanded the world a little bit, gave us like a more grounded story. Um that didn't involve I was gonna say they didn't involve Homelander, but it really didn't. He just came in to clean things up at the end and nobody was messing with him. Um he could have done worse <laughs> than he did. So he actually played nice somewhat. Uh I'm trying to think. What are your thoughts on the Dean? I was surprised the one that died? Yeah. <clears throat> I was very surprised they they killed him. I was upset they killed her fine ass. Oh, you talking about old girl? Yeah, I was oh, yeah. surprised they, they killed her. Um that was so abrupt, like. I felt like she was definitely gonna be a main through line, but I, I guess did they say anything about it in season two? Like, are they getting a season two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They've already been approved for a season two. What the hell does season two look like? Those kids getting out. Okay. All right. I mean, it felt like the school might be done the way they played it out, but they'll probably no. clean it up. The PR will clean it up. You're right. Yeah, they they'll clean up anything. So yeah, I was definitely surprised she died, especially how she died. Very uh dramatic. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I just feel like I don't know who the leaders are, the adults in season two, because everybody got killed. Well, it's said that this will lead into season four of the boys, and season four of the boys will lead into season two of Gen V, so we might find out some of that information in season four of the boys. Okay, yeah, because I mean, we know the kids are trapped, we know that the two Aryans have been placed in at the top of the class or whatever. But uh, unless they give us introduce us to new people too, they could just go a whole bunch of new people. And, uh, and with the kids knowing about like the real thing of the school now, I don't even think, I think. I don't even think the school will be as big a part of the story as as it was in season one. Gotcha. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Because obviously they can't go back to the school now. Who can't? The four kids. They can't go back now. No, but then what are they? Are they trying to like stop all the other kids from going to the school? Like what's their goal? Because who are their ops? Vaught. Like everybody else. So it'll be two teams with the same goal, two different shows. I guess so. I guess eventually they will have to come together. They might have to cross over. It's going to be like Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead. It's very funny, though, and I've heard this mentioned multiple times where, and I was so upset that the Midnight Boys didn't do Gen V and that it was only meant edition. But um, it's funny because in this, Dean Shetty is seen as a villain for what she's trying to do. But if it was the boys and butchering them was doing it, we'd probably see them as the good guys. 
It's like the complete opposite. I think that's just a interesting switch. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that that was her goal. Um, and I agree with you. I had kind of had the same thought, like, oh, this is what like Billy would be doing. Like, this is what he would be looking for. And I, yeah, I, I think so. Going back, I guess that was kind of what your real question was when it came to the dean. Um, I was conflicted because I felt like she was up to no good when I found out she was trying to create a disease to kill soups. I understood her, but I do. If it, it was like a killmonger situation where genocide, she was taking it too far. Yeah, like uh, you want to take out the ones that are problematic. I could get on board with that, but kill them all is kind of crazy. Or just take out Homeland. I'm cool with that. I mean, then somebody else gonna be the biggest thing on the block. That's true. So I th- I think it's just like a you got to be able to put them a, give them a death sentence basically like lethal, lethal injection type situation. Then here's what we use for those type of situations, like Soldier Boy gotta go, Homelander gotta go, any terrorists, <laughs> real terrorists, not the ones that they made up. Because <clears throat> I saw Sam like, damn, we we can use Sam to fight Homelander, and then I was like, oh fuck. All right, well, Sam don't Sam Sam got recruited very easily. It's it's funny how you know what I ain't gonna go. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone because he got he got indoctrinated way too easily. That's all I'm gonna say. Like he went from not knowing anything for everybody to you know what now now to a supremacist. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say it. He went he turned into a supremacist like that very easy for him. I got brothers, my brothers. Fight good boys it's crazy let's move on to a new show all right have you caught up on invincible oh i did not watch the last episode so you watch episodes one through three yes i got to when uh invincible goes to the other planet okay we'll save that then um i forgot i need to watch that yeah um we never got to do that fucking marvels review nah that did not occur I think the last review I did was September. Um, I get all my stuff. Did you like it? The Marvels? Yeah. I did, actually. Um, You know, I'm a a Miss Marvel fan. She was hilarious. She was adorable. Uh, I thought the action was pretty solid. Uh, I thought they had something with the story. They didn't do enough with it quite. Uh, I read that... Nia DaCosta actually did the things that people were complaining about them not doing as far as like having more story in there. But Marvel came in and said, F all that. Like, we're going to keep it loose and fun. And they cut it down. Like, so like there's a scene where uh, they're on the planet and a bunch of, was it the scrolls? Yeah, a bunch of scrolls are dying and Captain Marvel's like, hey, we saved who we can save. Yeah. And they slide up out of there. There was they like fly off into a planet that's full of wheat, and in the original uh, filming, there was like a big emotional conversation between Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel, where because Miss Marvel's like fangirling the whole time, and then she has this moment where she sees her hero like watch people die, and she was she sh- naturally in a movie that's a scene where she's like f you you're not who I thought you were you weak piece of crap like why would you not go as hard as you can to save everybody but we didn't get that in the movie and those were the type of scenes that i heard like in some reviews people were like why didn't they do this why didn't they do that those scenes were there but 
Marvel was like, nah, let's just keep it simple and took them out, which I understand the decision, but I also understand or I hate knowing that that's what they how they felt they had to play this. That's I don't understand the decision. Um, I did not like this movie. I thought this was one of the worst fucking MCU films I've seen to date. Damn. Uh, just because at the time this is coming out, you got so much going on, and, and this is the kind of film you decide to put out—a film that has so much potential. And like you said, the potential is there. Like you can see it. So much potential to be great, and every opportunity they had to make this movie great they throw it to the side to do some fun, silly, goofy Disney Channel shit. Like going to a fucking planet where a bunch of motherfuckers' language is singing. I laughed. That's all I'm saying. If I could see my own face during that scene, I was just like, what the fuck is this? Brie Larson singing was not on my bingo card. I didn't want none of that. It went on too fucking long. Like Tiana Paris was getting it. It it was it was Tiana Paris, Amon Vellani, Brie Larson didn't have an issue with any of them. I like their chemistry together. Feel like we didn't go deeper enough into um the the uh Monica Rambo and Captain Marvel dynamic. I think that that's something that was cut as well. Like you said, my exact thoughts on Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel dynamic of, oh, I finally get to meet my hero. Oh, this hero shit isn't what I thought it was. Damn the man. villain, one of the worst fucking villains I've ever seen. Just like nothing. And every you had everything there. You had all the opportunity in the world. That's the biggest miss. Huh? That's the biggest miss to me because to like make said, a compelling villain like oh man we sympathize with this person. Her motivations made a lot of sense. I heard I saw a review from from someone I really like named um named Sean Chandler. Okay, and he said the plot between Captain Marvel and the villain sounds like a Captain Marvel two movie that took place that we did not see. And they just gave it to us in flashbacks, like, oh, that's why she don't like her. Yeah, there was a lot of depth to explore there. And not only that, they had her like acting like an evil villain, like a for like a regular evil villain. She didn't have to be that. They could have if they had if they had portrayed her like a hero, because that's what she was to her people, right? Like this person came through and destroyed our planet. I'm going to avenge us. But they they treated her like she was just a run-of-the-mill, gotta get the water supply villain. Like not somebody that had been attacked by this strange, powerful being and had their planet destroyed and seen it go into darkness and watch people suffer and die. And now she's trying to get the power back so that she can can fix what this person has done to them. They made her like a power-hungry, crazy person instead of this righteous. They could, If they had made her a righteous person, completely different movie and completely different experience. Like, it could have been really dope. Like, better than the Killmonger. Like, we sympathize with, with, with Killmonger, too. We didn't necessarily agree. Well, some people did with his plan. But, like, we understood his pain, and some people related to it and were able to connect with what he was doing. 
we should have connected with what she was doing more than they allowed us to with how it was presented. I hate to be the technical dude, but what fucking planet is surviving 30 years without a sun? I don't know how many people are supposed to have died. I, I don't remember if they gave us a number. Fuck that. What planet? Not the people on the planet. What planet is surviving without a sun for 30 years? Did you if see a planet vegetation? can survive without a sun for 30 years, why are we panicking that she's trying to take ours if we're going we to live for another 30 years? How many people are going to die? People are going to die for sure. Everybody might not die, but a lot of people are going to die. And probably the rich people are going to be the last ones left. Forgot to mention, loved the family from Miss Marvel. Okay. Yeah, that was easy. I don't know what the fuck they're doing to Nick Fury. Nick Fury phoned it in the whole time. Does this take place before or after Secret Invasion? Allegedly. Hold on. Damn. They made it seem like Secret Invasion didn't happen. Right, because at the end of Secret Invasion, his wife goes up there with him. Right. And he talks about leaving for like a peace treaty or something. I would say this is supposed to, oh, I believe this was supposed to be before, but because it got pushed back, it ended up after. I can't remember exactly. Now let me tell you why both don't make sense. Either way, it seems like the two conflict. Because there's a whole planet full of fucking scrolls. Why are these, why are you telling these motherfuckers on Earth you ain't found them a planet yet? Right. And I know there are multiple like factions of scrolls, but like they can't like each have half the planet or something. Like, what are we doing? And now, if this takes place after Secret Invasion, you just sent a bunch of scrolls to Earth when every single one of them has a target on their head. Right. <clears throat> and we know if they're going to New Asgard, people going to see them. Ain't like yeah. you hiding them. Yeah. This is a tourist destination. This is Disney World, basically. Now, granted, New Asgard might not be in America. So... It's not. It's in Europe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So if... I mean, <laughs> the president don't have no jurisdiction in fucking Europe. But it wasn't in a world problem? Was it? I thought it was the president that just said, hey, I'm putting cases on all you bitches. It definitely was the president because they had him in the hospital. But, yeah. um, but they were not just going for America. They they was coming for everybody. Well, like, I know the scrolls were, had them, like, you I'm talking about at the okay. end where he declared war on them. That was just the president. I don't think that was the world. Was that it? was like you, America, like the, the leader of the world, basically. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. how I took it anyway. Like, you know how television does. Just, America is. Basically. Yeah. We just um, okay. Um, this movie been out for a while now, so I'm going to keep it. I, I probably give it a six overall. Like I had, like here's how I do it with the with the movies. Like I'm not going, it's not going anywhere near my top 10, 15, 20 at all. I ain't even about to pretend that I'm going to rank it high. But I laughed. I liked the characters. Brie Larson was kind of terrible for me in the first movie. I did not enjoy, and it wasn't Brie Larson. I ain't gonna say her acting was bad. I just didn't like the character. Yeah. Not her fault. The character was <laughs> interesting to me. Um, and the way that she's being the way that they're playing her, just not a character. I'm gonna give a damn about. Um, this movie she had more personality 
I felt like that we got to see her be more human because she was not acting like a human in the first one. Um, the scenes with her and um, <clears throat> her and the girl, Tiana Paris's character, talking about how she left and didn't come back again. Could have gone a lot deeper. They barely touched the surface, but to be able to even have those moments made her character feel more like a person that I that I could care about at some point. And like, I'm not going to mind seeing her again. And But it, it had, it probably need to be in that dynamic. They might need to, if they get to dig into that deeper at some point. I'm not going to lie. They made Monica Rambeau look like a fucking idiot for holding a grudge over Carol did you think it now let's let's do it did did they make her look like one but they could have in your mind done it well or did you just not like the fact that she was still upset about that i didn't like the reason she was upset well what's the reason that you got you told me you were coming back and you never came back you told me an eight-year-old child that technically you barely knew because you lost your fucking memory did she know that? Huh? Did she know she lost her memory? She, yeah, she knew her, she lost her memory. They had that whole conversation with her mom. That's when they was like, wait, Carol. She wasn't there. Huh? She, was, she wasn't there when she had a conversation with her mom, did she? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about in the first one. Like when she meets them again and they know who um, she is, but she doesn't know. They are. Gotcha. And the girl's like, Auntie Carol, bop, 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 you know, whatever. Like, bro, she lost a fucking memory. The world is in danger. Hey, I'm part of the fucking reason you got undusted. Thanks. God damn, the least you could give it is a conversation. Yeah, I, I think, and I think that's again part of what them barely doing the surface level stuff instead of getting into the details uh, became a problem. But those those emotional scenes did kind of get to me a little bit just because. I, I could kind of get this the sentiment behind her feeling like this was somebody that was important to her family and she hadn't really spoken to her in a long time. And like the the conflict of I know this person is like important to a lot of people. She saved the earth, she brought me back. I'm supposed to like be happy about that, but we have some stuff that's unresolved, and I would like to talk about it. That's how it probably should have been handled. Not the actual grudge. It should have been hey, look, we need to talk. And I, I need to get some stuff off my chest. All right. <clears throat> End of the movie. That's that's probably what allowed me to walk out of the theater saying, all right, we, we good. We good. I'm happy. <laughs> End of the movie. We, we finally, we've been talking about this more than anybody. Every Marvel movie. Like, oh, we man. Spoiler right now. Okay. Spoiler warning. We are about to talk about the end of the Marvels, and we're also going to talk about the post credit scene in the Marvels. Ben takes his time doing these goddamn uh, show notes in the description. If you want to skip ahead, check them out. Your final warning. End of the movie. We finally get the tease of the Young Avengers. And I have to tell you, I'm not excited. <laughs> what? And here's why I'm not excited. Because I don't know when we're going to fucking even see it. Okay. 
I can. That's fair. But I do love that Kate Bishop is the first person she would. I love that it's Miss Marvel like saying, "Hey, I'm putting doing the whole Nick Fury thing, putting together the team." She she's the one going out and recruiting, and I love that Kate Bishop is the first one. I hate that they mentioned Ant Man's daughter because she was ass. She was ass. <laughs> Ass. ass garbage like if you you got a bunch of young events to pick from people and yeah it's probably gonna be ant-man's daughter uh speed and wiccan i don't want wanda's kids anywhere near this if they're gonna what? be seen like, about ice cream and shit <laughs> i think they aged them up i think they cast older. we'll see that's what i, I heard that they cast older actors for as like, okay all right i mean i, I couldn't i don't want america chavez either She's like very important to the situation. I know. Like I can get away with not. I, I was cool with her as an actress, if that's what you're talking about. I can get away with not wanting Ant Man's daughter, right? Because she's meaningless. Tra- and she was trash. And she was trash. America Chavez has potential, but she's too important. I can't get away with not wanting her. So, okay. So you say, why don't you like her? Or why why don't you want her there? She just did nothing for me in the movie. That's all. I mean, I I just think she was being outshone by like world class actors. That's possible. Who are like not regular actors, like they top of the line actors. Possible. I just think that was that, that was a lot for her to carry. Um, what about um, Ironheart? Yes, absolutely. I would have preferred them say mentioning Ironheart. Yeah. Than Cassie Lang. Cast, I feel like I don't even know how she fits in that group. I don't like her at all. I don't. It's bad because, again, I think I talked about this when we did the review. Like, I don't hate the actress. I just hate that she got the job because she has a fan base and not because she actually made sense. And her personality is very different than it was in the previous movies. Like, very different. Like, her personality doesn't make sense for who she was. In well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to the her personality doesn't make sense thing because in the first Ant Man, two Ant Man movies, she was a little legit. Like, she our personalities weren't the same as like when we were that age. I, I, mine's pretty similar. I was a goofy. I mean, I was a smart, nerd, inquisitive kid. That that was getting into shit. Like I, I was, I was the like the, the type of personally I would personality I would expect her to have is closer to what Kate Bishop is than like the person that get the girl that they had in the role. Like she was a smart, funny kid that was like smarter than she was supposed to be for her age, and like understood her dad's situation and was trying to help him get back on his feet and like. Then she come back as this like snotty teenager that thinks she know everything and right. don't want nothing to do with nobody. Like that didn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, and she was depressed for a day. Her family was gone for five years and she was living by herself. Like how she come back as this bratty, spoiled type acting type kid. That's that's my thing. That's fair. I just didn't like us. So we don't even matter. Say what? I just didn't like her, so it didn't. It don't even matter. <laughs> Dang, it's bad because again, I'm, I I mess with the actors. I just feel like they made they picked her because she's more comedic, and we don't need that. I don't, I don't think we need that. Let, really, we let, did for a fucking Ant Man movie. We thought they was going a serious route, but they weren't. So no, nah, and that's the sad. That's the part where it was a big L for me. 
And it's, it, I may be too connected to that character because I love the first two Ant-Man movies, specifically because of the relationship between uh, him and his daughter. And then that was gone in the third one. So. Did we even touch on what we were supposed to be touching on here? I mean, we talked um, about the Young Avengers. Do you want to talk about the other one? Absolutely. So at the end of the movie, um, <laughs> the villain does some dumb shit, gets both of the bangles, kills herself like an idiot. That was the, and you caught that that was the same thing that happened to old girl and uh, Miss Miss Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that, and I should have been. I was pissed that I didn't expect it. Um, she opens up a multiversal portal. All of a sudden, Monica knows what to do. Um, don't know how she knows what to do, but she knows what to do. Um, so she gets shot with beams from Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel because she knows that's going to work and she knows she won't die. Uh, goes to the other side. For some reason, she told them, hey, I have to go to the other side to fix it. And once she said that, I said, oh, she's not coming back. It's physically impossible for her to fix it and go to the go back on the other side. But when she's over there, they're like, okay, come back now. I'm like, are y'all dumb? Like, look at the way that the shit is open, okay? It's open towards y'all universe. She uh-huh. goes to the other side and pulls it back. How is she getting through if she has to? Anyway, she gets stuck in an alternate universe timeline that, that we don't know what it is. Right. So post credit scene, she wakes up in, in some kind of hospital bed and thought she was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a white room and shit in there with the Gen V kids. She saw um, no, she saw her mom who thought she was in heaven. She's like, Mom, oh so she was dead, what? boy. So she so she saw her mom and she's like, Mom, like girl, <laughs> who you fuck is you talking about? So clearly right. she's in a different universe where her mom never had her. Mm-hmm. Then we see a blue figure walk in a room, and it's uh, it's Beast in a white lab coat, played by Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I saw a memory on my Facebook. I shared a post that said Kelsey Grammer said he would like to come back to play Beast in the MCU, and I just shared it and said dot 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 LMAO because goddamn he got what he wanted. Um. And I like Kelsey Grammer. I- I'm happy that he's back. <clears throat> okay. The CGI looked like shit. Um, huh? It was kind of weak, but I don't really be caring. Yeah, it is what it is. Um. So yeah, we got the tease of the X Men. They're in the X basement of the X Mansion, like like we've seen in the original X Men films. You kind of hear the X Men theme from the movie play at at a certain point. Um. I'm gonna be honest. This 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 ain't really get me excited either, for two reasons. Same reason as Young Avengers. When the fuck we actually gonna see these motherfuckers? And two, it's a fucking cop out. Why are we doing the opposite, the other universe shit? Why is it a cop out? Because I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought it made Doctor Strange make sense. Because I believe that's the same universe that Doctor Strange and them went to. How? What do you mean, how? Because Captain Marvel in that universe was Monica Rambeau's mother. Do you recall? I don't remember her mentioning her daughter specifically in that movie, but I recall when the statue fell on her, 
being like, how the hell are that supposed to kill Captain Marvel? And so her being alive and in this hospital makes sense. So she just changed her name and who her, her powers and, and like her suit and who she is? She changed the suit. She didn't change her suit. She changed her name. He but called her something her else. She has a different name. She has a different... Okay, so she was like after that Captain Marvel-ish, we doing something else now. We on some different ish. Then explain Beast saying Charles wants an update. Because after after Wanda came through, Charles killed him. He's dead. God damn it. <laughs> Charles came back. He resurrected <laughs> Lazarus. <laughs> uh, oh. God, hold up. Maybe the timing is it? I don't know. I don't know. God. Oh, all right. I don't know what I, I don't yeah, care. So I don't care. Up. It's a different universe with the X-Men. Why is it a different universe? It could have been, should have been the same universe. It's a cop out. We don't know when we're going to see Monica again. We don't know when we're going to see the X-Men. And I'm going to be honest. We ain't spent the, Monica was a goddamn side character in WandaVision. I love Tiana Paris. I don't give a shit about Monica Rambo enough to be like, damn, I'm interested. What she going to do with the X-Men? Here's the thing, and now I'm, I'm mad because I felt like one way to keep it simple with this multiversal BS would have been to have only one other world that they're dealing with. Um, if we're going to be hopping world to world like this again, that's where it's a, that's where the the problem that's where my problem is. If we were having if we had a situation, here's how I wanted to see it play out: Monica or, or Maria. The world from the Doctor Strange universe is where old girl is trapped in my, in, in, in my perfect scenario. She starts learning some things about what they got going on. They like, what you should be. They put it together that this chick is from that universe that came here and destroyed everything we had going. Took out our top people and stuff has started getting worse out here. And so now it's a war between this earth and the main earth we've been started out with. That's how we introduced the X-Men, et cetera, and so forth. And I feel like this other Earth might wash the, the, the original Earth. You get rid of the top Avengers on that side, and then you had the young Avenger, you build them up for a while, but then maybe we, we focus on the X-Men and Fantastic Four on this other Earth after they've been established as a top Earth. And that's how we can kind of reset the table on the MCU. Mm-hmm. Have, the, have the grounded... This, the TV shows and the Young Avengers and stuff have that be in the one Earth and have the X-Men, Fantastic Four, the big properties take place on this other Earth. And that's how we kind of reset the table. Because I feel like the problem with the MCU right now is we feel like we've gone on a full ride with the Earth that we're familiar with and trying to rebuild or have more stakes with it within that same universe is just not working. For me, I don't know. They finally introduced the X Men, and I don't even give a shit. <sighs> Let's move on to some basketball, man. I forgot that's what we're here for. Yeah, I forgot that's what we're here for. We just talked for like thirty minutes. It was um, like forty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, we're gonna hit our first ad break. Then we back with some Mavs talk. Sorry it took so long, y'all, but we'll be right back. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Back to the show. All right, y'all, we back. Back from the ad break. We got all the extras out of the way. It's time to talk Mavs. Shout out to the We Talk Mavs boys. It's been a while. Uh, The last game that we covered on this podcast was on November 6th. And let me recheck. I think that was the Orlando Magic game. It was. Yes. The Orlando Magic game is the last time. So we have missed... The Raptors game, the Clippers in-season tournament game, the Pels, the Pels in-season tournament game, the Wizards game, the Bucks game, the Kings game, the Lakers game, and another Clippers game. When we left, we were 6-1. and one. Since we've been gone. Since we've been gone. All right. You done? Yeah, yeah. You done? Yep. Since we have been gone, the team is four and five. Now, team is 10 and six overall. Still a good record. Good enough for six in the West right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, we're tied with a lot of teams. Fifth in the West. Timberwolves at number one, OKC number two. I'm not going to go through all of it, but we're number five in the West right now. Those are the benefits you have when you start off hot at six and one. Lose some games, you're still in good standing, right? Cool. What are your thoughts on the team? Not necessarily falling because we still have a good record. But the bad record the team has since we've last recorded and what changes, if any, have you seen in the team between that four and five span and that six and one span? So a few things. One, this goes back to the conversation we had on the We Talks Mavs, We Talk Mavs panel, where we talked about Derek Lively being the type of center we want as far as being in the starting lineup. And I made the argument that, and I can't remember which side you were on, so so you feel free to fill in. But if that's the type of center you want, you can't just have one of that player on the roster, especially a rookie. Like he needs, we needed, I said put a veteran in front of him to protect him. 
other people said put a a a veteran behind them either one works for me to be honest but you have to have more than one of that player so that if that player gets hurt that player gets in foul trouble just as in a slump you have reinforcement you can play the same way when that player goes down you cannot have a player be that important to what you're trying to do and only have one of them if a Luka Doncic is different there are no other Luka Doncic's I still say you want to have a a light version of him so you can try to emulate what he does in his absence but a player like Lively doing some some pretty simple things at a high level it's easier to have a light version of him on the roster if we actually cared about that type of thing and so now the defense pretty much sucks when he's off the court and is great when he's on the court. And that is the, that is the entirety of the team. We were barely, we were six and one, but we were going down to the wire every game. Didn't matter who the opponent was. We were going down to the wire. It's the type of thing where we, I say, you know, we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody in that scenario. Defense ass overall, butt cheeks. Like 25th in the league, something like that? Uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, but it is very low. Yes. Defense is butt. In the 20s, I know that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw 25th today. Defense is butt cheeks. And there is no solution. on the, like There's no solution for what our problem is besides additional players being added to the roster, some type of move, some type of consolidation happening. And until that occurs, we are going to continue to be a team that can beat or lose to anybody. <laughs> beat anybody because we have two of the greatest individual scores on the in in the planet. Lose to anybody because we can't stop anybody. Especially if lively misses time or is in foul trouble. The losses that we've had since then have come to the Toronto Raptors. Um, one to the New Orleans Pelicans, 131 to 110. And it was worse than that. It was worse than that. Um, one to the Milwaukee Bucks, which I have my thoughts on. I mean, I think it was some bullshit in that game, uh, but we did give it away in the end. Lost to the Kings, one twenty nine to one thirteen, and by Sabonis, huh? Got bodied by Sabonis. Bodied. Did whatever he wanted. <laughs> I think he was like thirteen for fifteen for the game. Let's check. Because I believe you're correct. Yeah, 32 points, 13 for 15, 13 rebounds, 6 assists. Doing whatever he wanted. Surgery. Doing whatever he wanted. And this was a game where we had Lively. He wasn't in foul trouble. So it's just... It was just a bit. Yeah. He doing? <clears throat> Off to the Clippers, 107 at 88 in the game where we did not have Derek Lively. Um, starting lineup was Luka, Kyrie, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams and Rashawn Holmes got the start. And that was after he finally got into the rotation, I think. the pre-game. Yeah. Yeah. He finally got into the rotation in the Lakers game. Uh, before Derek Lively even went down, he was in the rotation. He was the first big off the bench. Uh, right. Gave 10 rebounds in 23 minutes um, and, and closed out uh, most of the minutes while, while Derek Lively was gone. Dwight Powell only played five minutes that game. So I'm assuming he was thinking, all right, this is a matchup thing. And you know what? That's cool. If you do that more often, I'm okay with it. Because it's not like <clears throat> there's such a gap between the white power and Rashawn Holmes to where one guy's to solidify it big off the bench. Play it to matchups. If there's a matchup where you feel the white power, 
is more suited, perfectly fine. If you feel there's a matchup where Rashawn Holmes is more suited, perfectly fine. Um, but I do agree with the fact that we need another veteran big in the same mold as a Derek Lively. I would like Derek Lively to still start. I would like the veteran big to come off the bench. Um, <clears throat> but we need another rim protector off the bench because the minute Derek Lively goes down, whether it be foul trouble or injury like this, we see it. The defense suffers, and, and it kind of goes into the next topic I wanted to talk about. What's the bigger issue with the defense? Is the lack we have a paint protector, but once he goes out, that's it. So is it the lack of interior defense or is it the lack of perimeter defense? Because okay. we still don't have a true perimeter defender. Josh Green is not doing what we want him to do or as expected him to do. Grant William holds his own, but he's not truly stopping anyone on a perimeter. Guys can blow past Grant Williams. <clears throat> he's a fire hydrant body. He's not quick with his feet on the perimeter to, to actively stay in front of guys. So we're leading guys straight to the paint and we have Derek Lively down there to, to pick it up. Even with that, we're a bad defensive team. Do you think the defense gets better if we add another interior defender or if we just add more actual perimeter defense? I think that we have a couple problems. One, like we said, the lack of depth as far as like that rim protecting big. Like Derek Lively is the entire deep. We're, we're, he's Rudy Gobert right now. Yeah. We're treating him like Rudy Gobert in Utah. That's pretty much the formula that we're trying to play. And they had better perimeter defenders than we did. Right. Like the perimeter defenses, defenders we have, we have multiple people that are incapable of doing anything. Yeah. On the perimeter. Like realistically, people can go by them at any point in time. Um, <clears throat> and multiple people that get caught ball watching off ball and, and leaving people. So we have that problem. Then we have that lack of size problem where we don't rebound. We, we are not, we're not cleaning the glass. We're not ending possessions. We're not, not keeping guys off the glass when shots go up. And so if you have that problem where guys can kind of get a step on you on a regular basis, get clean looks and you have the secondary problem where they're getting multiple looks. That's a formula for failure. That is not a formula for success. So it starts with Grant Williams being a six foot five power forward, not being a rebounder. It starts with Derrick Jones Jr. being a stick figure. It starts with Kyrie or Luca being on the perimeter more and not being able to, to be at that interior guy presence as far as clearing the glass. Uh, in the way that we need him to, he's getting rebounds, but not in the, in the way that we 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 would need him to to be a good rebounding team. And so, yeah, we're too small. We're we're too small. We need we need we probably need two more bigs to really f get the job done. And we probably need to figure out I, the Luca Kyrie pairing is rough for us in this way. Uh, it's it's why and Josh Green having to play mostly small forward not a not a good thing for him it's not it's not where he's going to be best it's not how how he's going to be most effective um i feel like they still they do a good job move getting all the guys in exum tim hardaway jr guys like that but we have a, a lot of times where we're playing four guard lineups we're not built to play four guard lineups no 
And that kills us in both of those same ways as well. Because we're going to have two guys on the court who can't defend at all. We're going to be undersized. And at best, we have one rim protector. If Dwight Howell is the big in one of those four, Dwight Howell. Dwight Powell is the big in one of those four guard lineups. What? Who's stopping what? I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a roster problem in my opinion. I do feel like the defense would improve more if we have one better perimeter defenders and more size on the perimeter as well. Okay. Uh, like you said, the four guard lineups is just not working. I don't know why they don't play Omax more. Mm. Uh, I feel like every time we've seen them, the defense has been good. The offense, completely different issue. And it is an issue. But if we need him for defense, and he's giving that every time we play him in small minutes, I, I don't see any reason why he can't go out there and get eight minutes a game. What are the groupings you want to see him with <laughs> to make that make sense? Lively at center. <clears throat> uh, I damn near want to say, nah, I can't have Josh out there with him because Josh is not giving a shit on offense. Um, Grant at power forward, I guess. and Or Grant, out. it doesn't matter which forward position either of them play. Grant Nomax out there. The guard lineup can be Kyrie and Luca. It's fine. I, I don't mind. I mean, it can be Luca and Tim. It, it don't matter. the the main The main rotation I'm worried about him being in there with is the front court, and, and I want Grant and I want Lively. I would love for Josh to be out there with him because maybe it'll pump Josh up and give Josh some motivation to get his shit together. But Josh is not giving a shit on offense, and we can't have two guys out there in the front court who aren't giving a shit on offense. Um, I think we benefit more from more perimeter defense. I think, one, it could keep Derek Lively out of foul trouble because we're not just funneling everybody to the paint at him. He has less opportunities to foul people, and he just has a bad whistle because he's a rookie, and we know that. It, it'll improve later on in his career, I'm sure. But we also don't have to worry about just funneling people down at a Dwight Powell or Sean Holmes. Like we can actually hold our own on the perimeter to where all of the responsibility isn't on the bigs who we know aren't built for protecting the rim outside of Derek Lively. Not a Dwight Powell guy, but it's unfair to Dwight Powell to say, man, you're not protecting the rim. Yeah, we know that. That's not what his fucking role is. Can we defend some guys on the perimeter, please? That doesn't give Dwight Powell a pass for being not very good, but... Does that come back to the Jason Kidd issue? Of only being able to play one way, despite his personnel not being built for that? What other way would we play? Mixing some zone? I don't know. Like, throw different looks at people, box of one... Like whatever the case may be, like the funneling people to the rim thing when you don't have the personnel for that. And then, I mean, you have one player that's built for that, but it gets to the point where like there's times where a player probably could lock up on the perimeter, but they're running the system and they're running guys to the rim. And it just, it just doesn't even, it's not aesthetically pleasing to watch the team play defense. It's, it's very frustrating because you can offer in the system that Jason Kidd is running, you can offer some resistance, but it's like they're being told not to. 
you could you could say it's a Jason Kidd thing. Um, I still lean more towards roster thing, but but it could sure be a mix of both. Um, I get what you're saying, but I asked it this way because I saw the debate on the timeline about whether it's Jason Kidd or Nico. Like I saw people saying that Nico's needs to be on the hot seat, not Jason Kidd. I personally, I'm I can't be on that side of it. I can't be on that at all. <clears throat> After the shit Nico pulled off this offseason, I think it's insane. You're not gonna get everything you need in one offseason. Right. To say he should be on the hot seat because there are still issues with the team is ridiculous, considering the way we've improved. It, it it's ridiculous. No. And technically, you can't even say Jason Kidd should be on the hot seat right now because the team is winning 10 and 6. Yeah. Like I, I can't go that far. I just think this stretch has re-solidified the idea that he was a mid-coach when we hired him. He's still a mid-coach. I can't call him the worst coach ever. I can't call him a good coach. He's just a coach. No, just a coach. Uh, and, and I see a lot of people on the timeline panicking and, and complaining like, bro, we're 10 and 6. Like, yeah, there's issues with the team, but y'all acting like we 5 and 5 or, or like, come on, man. Y'all got to relax. Relax, please. We're not six and fourteen or some shit. I don't know. Like, relax, please. We're not six and ten. We're ten and six. Team is still winning. <clears throat> when when shit really starts getting bad, cool, panic. But for now, I think we're all right. I I have I can't complain, but so much. Uh, team, I'm not surprised by anything that's happening. No. That's how I have to put it. And we're not in the playing yet. So once we hit 10, 9, 10, 11, then we can start talking about making some dramatic moves or whatever. But as of now, we were a mid-team when we came in. We're a mid-team right now. I mean, mid as far as middle of middle the pack playoffs. Yeah. Not mid as overall, but mid middle of the pack playoff type team. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not alarmed because I already felt – I feel exactly how I felt at the beginning of the season when we were six and one. I think it's safe to say we're still in a pretty good position. Yeah, no, we're, we're in, like you said, we, by getting off to a hot start, we allowed ourselves to have a little bit of a rough patch and the goal, what you would hope for is that we figure some stuff out and get back on a, on a good, good run. You can acknowledge that there are issues with the team without completely panicking. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> any more thoughts on it? On the on the the four five street, that the Derek Lively situation. Derek Lively situation. We didn't talk about the injury. I guess. Um, yeah, we we didn't talk about the injury. Um, I I did check before we came <laughs> on and saw he was practicing. So it's not. I as saw that as well. Not yes. as bad as I originally thought. They he's questionable for tomorrow's game. Um, Luca did have a thumb injury in the last game, but they say he will play on Tuesday. Um, like we said, Derek Lively is still questionable, but they say he does look good at practice, so we'll see. I don't think part of me is saying it shouldn't be a rush to bring him back, but it's like, goddamn, at this point, he's young. You you don't want to rush him back, but we need his ass clearly. It's ironic because he has a bruised elbow. Yeah. Pause. Pause, B. We 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 go into an ad break. Once we come back, 
we'll we'll be back with the uh no not the closing segment we'll be back with our first fantasy update of the season and the patreon shout out of the week back after these messages amplify your sports passion with bet online bet on your favorite teams and sporting events to make every moment even more exciting the NFL season is basically underway and there's a lot of money waiting for you to win. What better way to enjoy some Sunday night football than to have some stake in the game with Bet Online? Not comfortable placing bets before games? That's cool. You can take advantage of live in-play betting for any game. Watching the New York Jets? Second quarter, going into halftime. Aaron Rodgers only has 130 passing yards and you thinking maybe, just maybe, he can hit 350. If you like the lines on it, place the bet during the live game and cash out if he hits even before the game is over. The live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quickly and easily and in real time. Find live lines for all major sporting events, including NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer along with a wide variety of promotions, including welcome bonus, reload bonuses, free bets, and contests. Claim your welcome bonus and get started with a bang. Register today and grab your exclusive welcome bonus to start your sportsbook betting journey. Go to the link in the show notes to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. All right, people, we are back. If you were listening to us last season, you know every week we gave an update on the Mavs outside of Fantasy League. This year, uh, the main Fantasy League, the Money League, was the spots were only given out to patrons. Uh, all you had to do was subscribe at the $3 tier and up. Everybody, if you're a patron, if you wanted to be in, you got in. So <clears throat> we missed a couple weeks. Let's go down the standings for right now. Um, I noticed that there's no divisions this year. Yeah, I based on the number of players, I took divisions out. So it, uh, everybody gets to play everybody an equal amount of times. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So as of now, <clears throat> top of the standings to the bottom. Number one, it's tied. Roby's Ream Team. Really? Robbie, what you mean? How many have have we played five weeks? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Roby's Ream team, Brian Porter, four and one. Tied with the Bahamas Mingos. It's the homie Shaco at four and one. I am in third place. I'm tied with third place with four other motherfuckers. It's a new um, era. Third place at three and two. Next is the Adelaide 36s. As Dylan, I can't pronounce your last name, Dylan. You're going to have to tell me how to pronounce it. Is it with the S or? Yeah, S. Seegers? Seegers. I think so. Might be. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dylan. Yeah. <clears throat> Next in third place, Rolando Gonzalez, the homie Rolo. Lord knows I'd smash. I'm paused. That's his team. Whoa. Hey, yo. That's his team. And the loss of pals, and now you talking about. Never mind. I'm good. That's his team name. 
Shout out to shout out to He got the Hulk logo and everything. Next up, Bay Area Mavs fan. The Steven. Hold up, I got this. Arandondo. Arandondo. Let me know if I'm wrong. In seventh place, the B team, the homie Brian Guzman. Seventh place, Team Appelt, the homie Isaac Appelt. Mm. Ninth place, it's Bibbs, the one and four, Bibbs Agenda. I like digging myself into a hole so I can get, get that comeback season. Right, 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 right. We swap places this year, same. I mean, so far, this was like, we. Why can't we both just be winning? Like, shit is crazy. I gotta get myself together. I apologize. In 10th place, Drew Detective Kathleen Wisniewski. Uh, what the f- look at this pronunciation? Must- no, hey, hey, I don't even know if that. I hope that's right. It's, it's close enough for me, anyway. KT made this. It's not your name. You can't KT say KT may disagree. But brother to brother, I thought that was a pretty good pronunciation of that name. Anyway. Made for melanated tongues. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The matchup this week. I'm matched up with Bibbs, ironically. So far, this is the first day of the matchup. He's beating me 112 to 28. Let me hold that W this week so we can get, you know. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Um, colluding on the podcast is crazy. Who else is matched up this week? Uh, the B team, dang it, losing 129 to zero. That's a bad start, but <laughs> they have three people playing today who have not played yet. Uh, they have Jalen Dern on their bench with 31 points. That sucks. Oh. Who's next? Drew Detective going up against Isaac, uh. 109 to 47 right now. It's tough. Bay Area Mavs fan is losing to Roby Reams team. Roby's Ream team, 81 to 22. And the Adelaide 36s are beating the Bahamas Mingos, 38 to 20. So we're going to be doing these every week again, like we were before. We did miss the first five weeks, but we will be giving everybody an update every week on this. Uh Hopefully, man, I, I I can I can go all the way this year. Hopefully, Bibbs team goes on a run and he starts winning again, and and, and we could be at the top. You know, I get to the playoffs. I he's got to get to the playoffs. How many teams are getting into the playoffs? I want to say I made it six. I think you okay. get a buy. Okay. For top two, get a buy if I'm not mistaken. Since we're on the topic of Patreons, let's do the patron shout out of the week. Patron shout out of the week. This week goes to Stephen A. Not Stephen A. Smith. Not Stephen A. Smith. I'm pretty sure Stephen Arandondo, who is in our fantasy league, because no one else in the goddamn fantasy league has Stephen in an A for last night. So, uh, <clears throat> shout out to you, Stephen A. He is a, hold on, I should have checked. He is in the $5 tier. He is an outsider's starter so he will for sure see this on the video when it is posted to the patreon page we're going to take one final ad break and we're going to come back with the closing segments which is the unsung hero of the week which are you going to do one for each week i i 
I kind of want to do it for the collective week. Um, you mean three weeks? Yeah, well, two okay. weeks. Two, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah, collective for three weeks. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that, that's how I'm gonna do that. That's how I'm gonna do that. So right. I was we'll worried about for a second. We'll be back after these messages. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a while. We'll be back with the closing segments. We missed a like three weeks of closing segment action, which means I'm not doing a goddamn unsung hero for three fucking weeks each, okay? I'm very aggressive about that, but I... What I'm gonna do is take the three weeks and say, who to me has been the unsung hero of the Mavs for these three weeks? And I have my answer. And it's kind of easy to me. Unsung hero of the week award. Goes to Derek Lively a second. The effect this rookie has had on this team cannot go unnoticed. And it's obvious. And it was glaringly obvious when he was missing in our last game against the Clippers. He uh-huh. is the defense. We don't have much perimeter defense. The defense is running through him at this point, and he's taking on that task like a champ. He's important to this team. I don't think any of us expected him to be this important to this team, especially this early into the season. So I'm pretty sure there's a ton of unsung hero of the week awards in his future this season. This is the first of many. Shout out to Derek Lively of second on winning the Unsung Hero with a Week Award for the last three weeks, that is. But clearly, we've been gone for three weeks. And if we missed the Unsung Hero with a Week Award, that means we haven't been able to talk to our weekly broadcast, the Weatherman Bibbs. So we got to talk to Weatherman Bibbs to give us the update on what's coming up this week for the math schedule. Uh, was was that the introduction? Yes, that was the introduction. All right, Reese. <clears throat> yes, my voice is. Uh, I don't even know how I'm supposed to sound right now. It's been so long since we've done a weekly forecast, but uh, we're back, and there are three games on the schedule for this week. Uh, the Mavs looking to get back on track. Will the lead, will the schedule give them some slack? Well, they didn't cut them any flack. <laughs> Because they're getting three home games this week. They get to stay in Dallas. And first, they're going to host the Rockets, a a team that got off to a very hot start. Ime Yadoka, not stroking it, but he is getting that team rolling and throwing balls where they're not supposed to be or not where people expected them to be. uh, Because that team is right now holding down the eighth spot in the West. Uh, Dylan Brooks, guys like that stepping up. Uh, Fred Van Vliet showing that he's still got it. Trying to make the playoffs, it looks like. Mavs will be tested by that young Rockets team. Moving ahead in the week, it's the Grizzlies. Put a double on the board, folks. If they lose to the Grizzlies, that's going to be very embarrassing. This is a team that has fallen apart from the seams. Marcus Smart's giving inspirational speeches on the bench about how embarrassed he is to be a Memphis Grizzly. That team is sitting in what place in the West Reese? 14th. Uh, Moving forward, the final game of the week. This is the second night of a back-to-back, so Grizzlies first. Maybe that's a trap game. Second game of the back-to-back is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet Holmgren said it was one B season. So you thought, bitch-ass nigga. Uh, 
I, I'm coming for this rookie of the year award. I don't I hope you didn't say that word actually. Uh but 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 Chet is getting it done, holding it down in the paint. Uh Shay Shay. I don't know how you pronounce that brother's name. We're gonna call him Shay today. Shay holding it down for the perimeter. He's one of those guys that's in the top five conversation for some people, maybe not for others, but they're the two C in the West. They're killing it. They're rolling. They got a young team. Uh, we're not going to talk about some. Oh, did I say young team? Uh, somebody else on that team got excited. Uh, but we're going to keep it moving. Those are the three for the week. Interesting week indeed for the Dallas Mavericks. Reese, back to you. Hey. Prediction for the week. Three games. One and two. Now, are you saying that in thinking that we won't have Lively tomorrow? Yes. Um, I'm of the mindset that he won't play either. Uh, yeah, I'm going one and two. The one being the Grizzlies, I assume. Yeah, the one being the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it sucks that we're at this point. But we could be 2-1-1. I think we could be OKC because I think Lively could be back by then. You're not trying – you don't think Shaq going to tear him down? Fuck, I care about Shaq. Fuck, he going to do this. He going to do a thing that's cool. Huh? Shaq. Fuck Shaq. Okay. Nigga ain't Vic. Yeah, apparently he better. That's what people saying. They say they say he's the rookie of the year. Ain't that much of a gap if you ask me. They say he's the rookie of the year. I guess because the Spurs started losing games. They said forget forget Wemby. It ain't Wemby season over here. Didn't know that fucking mattered, but what rookie of the year, but know how the internet be. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go one and two, man. One and two sucks, but we, we got to get back on track, you know. Like I said, when, when you build a cushion, when you win all the games you're supposed to win, stretches like this don't hurt you as much as they did in previous seasons. But it does not mean we want to see these fucking stretches at all. Losing to the Grizzlies, embarrassing or not? Embarrassing as fuck. Okay, make sure. Regardless of who, if, if Lively is out or not, it's embarrassing. I don't care. And they have enough injuries and absences that, yeah, I I can't excuse that if Luca and Kyrie are on the court. Fucking embarrassing. Um, let's hope that does not occur because the timeline is going to be toxic. Toxic as fuck. Um, yeah, so let's get up out of here. Uh, sorry we were gone for so long, y'all. We will try our best to prevent being gone that long again. But, uh, with that being said, we will see y'all next week for another edition of the Mavs Outsides Pod. Pretty sure you'll get some game recaps this week as well. I don't know how late some of these games are. Let me see. Rockets and Mavs tomorrow is at 8.30. We might be able to do something. I'm not sure what time it's going to end. We can for sure do the Grizzlies and Mavericks. It's a 7.30 game. And Thunder and Mavs is 9 o'clock. Y'all might not get one with that, but we'll see. Uh, 
It also depends on how Bibbs feels, you know. If that shit don't come up out of him, who knows? Uh, with that being said, uh, we will highlight y'all next week. We will see y'all some this week. Signing off for recent Bibbs. Peace. Peace. Nugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last.